we, we've been talking about, this is the second week, and we've been talking about equip for the work of ministry. Equip for the work of ministry. And last week we said in just the preambles, um, what are our objectives? We said that we want to discover the fivefold ministry and the grace of God that is invested in this fivefold ministry. I want you pay attention. You might not necessarily be called into what is the fivefold ministry, but you have a ministry. And this ministry that you have, whether you are a driver, whether you are a mason like Martin, whether you are a singer like Alberta, whether you are an accountant like Albert, whether you are a housewife, whether, I mean, what was the program you are reading? Mechanical. mechanical engineering. Whether you are a mechanical engineer, you can understand that the, the power that makes an apostle is, is an, another expression, is in another expression that makes an engineer. I want you to understand this. The power that makes endless to look at computers and say this one it is possible to fix is the same power and the ability that is in the prophet that makes the prophet feel confident that anytime he comes into a meeting God will speak. That same dimension. I want you to listen carefully because if we are not careful we will, we will place emphasis and glory on certain aspects of of um, resources within the body and we would diminish some of the resources. Playing drums does not make you less than the one that plays keyboard. Playing keyboard does not make you greater than the one that is singing. Singing and leading the song does not make you greater than the one that is playing the keyboard. There is grace, there, is, there are mantles. I want you to listen to me carefully. There are graces and there are mantles. If you, take, if you take 10 apostles right now, they are all different. They operate under different mantles. If you take 10 musicians, singers right now, they all operate under, they all sing the same song, but they all operate under different mantles. If you take 10 prophets, they are all different. I think last week I mentioned about prophets. I, gave, I illustrated with prophets. You take Abraham, Abraham never called out people and called their names and mentioned addresses and spoke specifically about their sickness and diseases. Moses was different. Samuel was different. Look at a guy like Elijah. He was a guy who was, who was, who was shaking the nation all over the place and destroying systems that continue to hold the people bound from assessing God. Look at a guy like Samuel. He will tell you three days ago, two days ago, the, the, the ass was found. And when you pass by this and that and that, when you turn this corner, when you go straight, when you do this, it, it, that, that dimension of mantles. So if um, you are an Elijah, you want to stay and maximize the Elijah's ability. If you are a Samuel, you want to stay and maximize Samuel. I hope you understand. So last week we said our objective is to discover the fivefold ministry and the grace of God invested into them. We said we want to understand, we want to understand why the ministry was given by Christ. Why ministry is given by Christ. Why apostle is given. Why prophet is given. Why are you an engineer? Why are you an engineer, prophet, apostle? Why? Why? 
You want to understand because if purpose is not known, we said abuse is inevitable. We also said we want to discover, you want to discover your calling. Discover your calling and purpose and live it out powerfully. Live it out in grand style unapologetically. Listen, the most powerful thing apart from the Holy Spirit, apart from God, the Holy Spirit on the earth, the most powerful thing is purpose. The devil can do nothing about purpose. If you are walking in purpose, the enemy cannot attack you. Bible says, Bible says in the book of Lamentations chapter 3, the verse 36, it says that to subvert a man from his cause, the Lord does not permit. <laughs> so, I'm going to teach some things. I doubt if I can go through all my notes today because it's thick, it's heavy. But I want you to open your heart. And when you open your heart, you will understand, you know, um, the speeches of the Lord will come forth in clarity to you. You become empowered. You become invigorated. You become wiser. It enhances your lenses. Your discernment becomes sharper and greater. You will not see black and then you call it white. You will not see white and then you call it black. You will not see an oppression that is out of the realms of familiar spirit and then you approve of it as being a thing of God. You, right? You understand? So, you want, to, you want to discover your calling. Many, many times, we abandon our call. We abandon our purpose. Have I, do you still have my phone? Or is it with him? Let me have it. I have some pieces there. We abandon, we abandon what we are supposed to be doing. While the men were busy looking here and there, the man escaped. While people are busy chasing after this. Oh, somebody just is. Oh, somebody is this. Oh, this person is meaning. Oh, this one is this. Oh, this one is. Oh. Then you want to pursue that. You leave your own. There's a very powerful scripture I love. And I posted it, I think, this week on my status. It says that they that look at lying vanities forfeit the grace that is theirs. Can I repeat that again? Can I quote that scripture? Maybe you want to write it. The book of Jonah. The book of Jonah chapter 2, the verse 8. Jonah chapter 2, the verse 8. The Amplified Translation says, Those who pay regard to false, worthless, sorry, useless and worthless idols, forsake their own source of mercy. If you are supposed to be pursuing a thing and you abandon that thing to pursue another thing, what happens is that you forsake your own source of mercy and loving kindness, Amplify says. King James translation. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Now, in not discovering your purpose and leaving it out, Scripture describes it as pursuing lying vanities. Two, Scripture describes it as false, useless, worthless idol. An idol is a false representation of God. Please follow me. 
one of the meaning of what an idol is. One, an idol is a false representation of God. Number two, an idol is a false truth position. An idol is a false truth position. Anything that is like God but not, talk, not, not God is an idol. An idol is that thing that occupies you chiefly other than God. Because the comparison for an idol, even, even it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a wrong statement, you can't compare an idol to God. You cannot say an idol is the opposite of God. It's, it's not in the category of even God at all. An idol is a false entity that is trying to be like God, but it's not. So when you want to just put it side by side, for lack of a better description, you take God, you put idol here. And an idol is not an option for God. So when I do not pursue my call, my purpose, my destiny, when the gift of God he has invested in me, I do not invest into it. The vision of God giving me, I'm not sold out to it. What am I worshipping? I'm an idol worshipper. And the Bible says that the miracle of Bernard and Albert. Uh, Mary, are you, were you the one who brought the light? Yeah. Hmm. Let's, 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 just be, let's just be flowing. Let's, I mean, do all the necessary things. When you forsake your call, please, I want this thing to sink deeply into your spirit. Because, you see, Life is full of frustrations. Life is full of challenges. And when naturally the human mind, human response, when life becomes tough, we want to choose the easy way out. We, we, we are not ready to stand, to fight, to pursue, to continue to engage, to continue to move forward. Until, Albert, make sure you record what we are doing. You record everything. Life requires alacrity. Life requires that you focus on your purpose. You, in fact, I, I, I don't want to digress, but let me give you just a little thought. You see the scripture in Philippians chapter 3, where Paul says that not as though I have already attained. One thing I do is forgetting the things that are in the past. And I'm reaching forward into the future for the reason or the things for which Christ has apprehended me or arrested me. When you forfeit the pursuit of your purpose and calling, you are not under arrest. You are a lawless man. I'm I'm going after something. So, so in not pursuing your call, your purpose, and investing into your call, and, and, and waiting one day, one day, one day, this, this purpose of God, this gift of God will manifest. Number one, we said you are an idol worshiper. I didn't say it. Scripture said it. Number two, you are a lawless person. You may think you are, you are well-dressed, you are sharp, you have all the money in the world, but you are an idol worshiper. That is why the Bible says that the wealth of the hidden will come to the righteous. 
Why? Because it's hidden. A hidden is an idol worshiper. A hidden is one who does not know God. When you do not discover your call, your purpose, you are not serving God. You are not serving the purpose of God for you. So it's important that we discover what is my ministry. What is your ministry? Why did God create you? What did God invested into you? Because we said the other day, nobody came into this world empty. Whether you were born outside the, outside the lock. Do you know the lock? Whether you were born on top of the lock. Whether you were born beside the lock. Abed, please come and do the, 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 the other one. Yeah? Because you never know who is connecting. Whether you were born beside the lock. Whether one of the great preachers that I admire so much, the mother got pregnant when uh, she was visiting somebody in prison. Whether a prison officer impregnated her, or he doesn't know his father. But he's one of the most instrumental people who have shaped, one of the forerunners in the prophetic. This guy belonged to a group of people, they can worship, sir. I'm trying to say that, so they can worship, sir. And angels come among them and sit and appear in a Teophanic form with body. Wearing nice khaki pants, looking glorious. Go and read the book, The, the Golden Candlestick, part one, and, part one and two. You'll be blown away what this guy has experienced. I read a part one some time ago. I started a part two, I didn't finish. I'm continuing. The guy who wrote that book, that book, this, the, the Panoramic Seer, that book there. That guy experienced God doesn't know the first. So whether you were born out in wedlock, out of wedlock, on top of the wedlock, by, beside the wedlock, listen to me. You are valuable. Tell yourself, I am valuable. Oh, come on, say it to yourself, I am valuable. So we said, I don't want to dwell so much on this. We said that, we said that, we want to discover our call, our ministry, our purpose, and we want to be empowered for total body growth, not selfish growth. You know, sometimes we can grow side by side. Somebody can grow this way. He's just selfish. She's just selfish to herself and all. And then we talked about how we have pursued so many things but never arriving at it. Today, I'm leaving up the introduction and I'm now going to be talking about the giving of the gifts. Now, if I talk about the giving of the gifts, remember my introduction. I'm saying whether you're an engineer, you're an apostle, you're a pastor, because I'm building a framework, I'm building a certain understanding. Whether you are a prophet, you are a student, you are a lawyer, you are an accountant, it's a gift. It's what? Good. And that gift is given within a certain context. When God created Adam, now let me not even start from there. Or better still, let's start from there. When God created Adam, he placed Adam in a garden. Right? Why didn't God carry Adam and put him on a mountain 
in Africa and say, leave, Adam, live here. This, this way is. No, no, have you asked yourself, why is it that the chicken in your house, you've created a, a, a coop for it? Why? Why? Why is there that wild dog in your home? It has a cage. Why? No, I, I want you to, if you have an answer to something, you can tell me something, yes? Why? That thing is so dear to you. So God created a contest and placed Adam in. And in that contest, he provided everything that would make Adam, Adam. Please come along with me as I'm teaching this thing. Because this thing, I want it to explode in your mind and in your heart, make you so angry and make you pull upon the resources of the Lord. When I was reviewing this note, I, I got into a better understanding of the, the position in which God have called me a prophet, an apostle, a, a, a preacher, a teacher of the word. If you're an evangelist, my God, do you understand what is surrounding you? You can die like a chicken, you know. Do you know the resource at your disposal? I'm going to jump into this. And may the Lord help us. So I want to talk to you about the context, the contests, the environment in which God has given the gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist. And you can expand it. The contest. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm reading the verse 7 through the verse 10, then the verse 11 through 16. That is our foundational text. Ephesians chapter 4, from the verse 7 down to 16. But to each one of us, but to each one of us. Grace has been given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Now there are some words that may be amplified to you. You want to underline them. One of those words is grace. But to each one, to charity, to Mark, to Martin, to Albert, to Bernard, to Grace, to whoever, grace has been given. Each one of us, Samuel, there is a grace given to you. Alberta, there is a grace given to you. It is, it is my grace, me. That grace belongs to me. It doesn't belong to you. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Verse 8, therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. When he ascended on high, he, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts gifts unto men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean that, sorry, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. What is scripture saying? Scripture is saying that what does it mean that Christ went up when he resurrected? What does it mean he went up? Scripture is saying that before he went up, he went down. He went to the lower parts. And the lower parts, what does that mean? The lower part, what does that mean? Who, who understands? What comes to your mind? Lower parts. 
the lower part. What, what does that mean? What, does that, what comes to mind? What do you say? Say again. Under the earth. Albert say Hades. Uh-huh. So he went to hell. He went to the lower parts. He went down. What does it say that he ascended up on high? He went first down. I wish there's time to explain all of that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I wish there's time to explain all of that. Okay, go ahead. I'll do it for you. I wish there's time to explain all that. He went down. Then from there, he led captivity captive in his train. He went down and in hell, as he came out, he took men with him. He took the David. Now, there's a scripture in Psalm 24, the verse 7 down to the, I think the verse 11. That verse speaks in terms of Christ going down and leading captivity captive in his train. And so as he was emerging, the Bible says that the gates of hell were shouted. They said, lift, David said, lift up your head, you gates. Or an angel said, lift up your head, you gates, you everlasting doors, for the king of glory to come in. He's vandalizing the gates of hell. He's breaking down every wall. He's kicking it down. Every shadow, he's brightening it up. He's going down to hell. He's plucking men because when men died in those days they didn't have access to go to heaven like you and I, born again. You die. Then immediately you die you are gone. Heaven. When men died in those days, they were held bound in hell. So Christ must first of all, first of all go down and set these men free. So it says he led captivity. Those who were captive he led a captivity captive. He now took the cap- captives as captives of his himself. He took the captives from Satan and made them captives of himself. And he led captivity captive. He led captivity captive. I'm laying the foundation with this scripture. Now the verse 10. He also descended up he also, he who descended is also the one who ascended far above. He who descended is the one who also what? Ascended far above the heavens that he might feel all things. I'm giving you a certain picture, a certain realm, a certain context in which the gifts of God are given. What makes an apostle that powerful? What makes a prophet that powerful? What makes an evangelist that powerful? What makes that musician that powerful? If you understand these things, it changes the way you function. Because the context in which the gifts are given must not define the thing that backs you. It now defines your source. It now defines your fuel. The thing that fuels you. It is not just anything that just happened to you but something essential verse 10 again he who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens that he might feel all things be above all things verse verse 11 and he himself gave also to he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists 
and some pastors and teachers. Twelve. Why? For the equipping of the saints. For the work of ministry. For what? For the equipping of the saints. For the equipping of the saints. For the equipping of the saints. For the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of faith. And to the knowledge of the Son of God. Until these ministries, fivefold ministry as we know them, must be functional until this happens. They will equip the saints, they will, they, will, they will work in the work of ministry, equip the saints to also function in the work of ministry. They will edify the entire body of Christ until we come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hey! normal human being should be functioning so that we come into this thing. Let me read it again. Not, how can normal human being function? And then it brings the body to a place of unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Normal human being. Like me standing here preaching. There's so much invested in heaven inside me. That apostle, that evangelist, that prophet, that, that um, um, teacher, that pastor. There is a divine enablement. It is called grace. Invested in that individual. And the thing is so powerful that it is able to move things that are in disparate condition. Scattered into unity. The grace of God. Hmm. 14. That we should no longer be children. Tossed through and fro. To and fro. And carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the trickery of men. In cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. You see if you don't read the Bible. And I'm reading this thing. You think it's my English. It's just Bible describing these things. New King James, we are reading. It says that no longer, when these ministries are allowed to function, in fact, there is one contest, maybe I'll deal with that next week. And that one, you will understand that the, the ministry is woven, apostle is woven into the body. It's an essential part. When you take it out, the engine will not function. They take it out, the car will not move. You know, these uh, plants, these generators that we have, that you, are, you are really mechanical, I'm sure you would have. There is something on it, it's like tapoli, you know, there's some, something, the mouth is round, like a, it's, it's a piston. Albert, do you know what I'm talking about? You, you know that thing? You remove it, and see, I know it's, a, it's very expensive. Remove it and see if the, the generator will work. It's just a small thing, it has, it, has, it has a round head and the back is long like that. If somebody wants to punish you and gets to your generator and removes that thing, you're on your own. You go and buy it. It's called fuse, eh? You buy it. The ministry of apostles, that is why we have to begin to change our attitude towards this grace, eh? If you change your attitude towards this grace, something will happen to you. I'm telling you. 
if we bring ministries here, the way, look, I went somewhere and I was, I was blown away. But the order of the man of God's servants, if I say servants, don't, don't get it wrong. The order of God of the people he's working with. This man just closed and he's waiting on everybody. He's meeting people and his team members, they are waiting. The guy will leave 2 a.m. They are all there. They are waiting. They are waiting. They are, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, who taught these boys? Listen. And God is honoring them. Young men, God is honoring them. Young ladies, God is honoring them. Let me not digress. I need to teach this thing. Because we are building a people, we are not building a people who are just chasing after miracles. If we ch- build a people who are chasing after miracles, we do not have a body that is ready for Christ. We need to build a formation in the earth that is powerful enough to allow Christ to be at work inside the earth. When Christ was living, I mean, the, the other day somebody was complaining, and you see, the church, I, I'm not, because of the church I'm attending, I'm not able to be very spiritual, and my faith has gone down. And I said, I said, I said, I said look at you, look at you, look at you. When Jesus left Peter, which church did he leave Peter in? Is it not this same Peter and the grace of God invested in this same Peter that began to work in Peter? And Peter has written scriptures, you, you, you. The grace that you have, is it different from Peter's own? What are you talking about? So we have a lazy church. With all the resources, charity, look at New and Old Testament available. We are still, our faith is still weak. When we talk about end times, go and ask them those days when they talk about end time. When a king will catch believers and throw them to lions. I'm not talking about the days of Daniel. I'm talking about modern day, first century Christianity. King will carry people and throw them to lions. Apostles, I'll read to you one of the days. How the apostles died. Somebody died in Alexandria. Somebody was dragged, James, I think they shot him with arrow or something. So people, people died. Uh, Peter was crucified on an S-cross ship, upside down. Somebody was sawn into two. You, this Christianity, Akufado, has it chased you? Has uh, 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 Biden chased you? Has Biden given you to lions? And you can still not serve God. Hey, wake up. Wake up. We have lazy Christianity. And so you see all the lazy Christianity chasing after only miracles because we have changed it to our use, not the Father's purpose. These things I'm sharing, when you enter into it, my God, you will shine like stars. I'm seeing people's dresses, I'm seeing stars, a lot of stars. And I'm seeing people shining. We don't know ourselves. That we should no longer become children. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in cunning deceitfulness, in cunning, sorry, in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Paul, where did you get this one from? 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. 16, 
from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by every joint supplies, my God, by every joint supply according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. If you don't spend time reading the Bible carefully and reading these things step by step carefully, you say, oh, this thing doesn't mean anything. Just, just look at that last part. It says that from whom, the Christ, from whom the whole body joined, knitted together. There's something called joints and ligaments in the body. Knitted together by what every joint, every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. You hear me talk about shared life, shared life. Every part that's issues causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. All of these have to be preached. Number one, contest number one. What's the first contest in which Christ gave the gifts of apostles, evangelists, prophets? What's the first contest? The first contest I want to talk to you about is the first contest is the measure of the gift of Christ. Write it down. The measure of the gift of Christ. Were you looking for pen or something when you step out? The measure of the gift of Christ. This time when you are coming, you have to bring notes part. You, 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 you. I'm you get a recording as well but you see when you write and you listen it sticks faster you are engaging and as you are writing you are praying you understand <clears throat> one day one day one day one day one day before you realize the door will just open pam then you are in a you are in a certain place in a certain country and then you realize that yeah even though god have glorified me these people they are in need i am the pastor i am the apostle in this place i have to preach to them then you remember hey prof mark prof mark can you as oh prof mark it is in another village i'm using the same note the one you copy use <laughs> the tape you had the recording thank god for recording online and all i better we on facebook and all of that so this recording is there i want to encourage you go back to this thing. listen over listen and be praying let something come out of it into you huh. I'm going after something. The contest, the first number one contest, in which the gifts of Christ is given is that measure of the gift of Christ. The gift of apostle, prophet, evangelist, it is not ordinary. Say with me, I am not ordinary. I, am not ordinary. I cannot be ordinary. I cannot be ordinary. I can't. Listen, I can't. Okay. Bernard, you are not ordinary. You are seeing yourself, maybe you see yourself, you are a driver. You say, I mean, ordinary driver. What are you talking about? Did you discover that is your call? Did you discover that that is what, are you an engineer? I'm an ordinary engineer. You people are the one who are called by God. By the time I finish with you this morning, you will understand those who are called, who are not called. You. you people, you are the one called by God. Apostles, evangelists, and all, they are a certain office that are supposed to function in and outside the body of Christ. Listen. In and what? Outside the body. In and outside the body. But today, the apostles, prophets, only are functional in the body. You put them outside the body, the grace dries up. The grace cannot go to the marketplace. 
take the prophet and take, put him in the marketplace. He dies. He can't function. But put him in the church and do rabba, yabba, yabba. Then the, he comes alive. That is not the way the gift of God is supposed to operate. It's misplaced. Mm. So the first contest is the measure of the gift of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 7, the verse 7, the verse 8, the verse 11. We read, it says, but to each of each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. If I am an apostle, if you now understanding these things we are sharing will help you and I to be able to relate to the gift of God properly that apostle, that evangelist properly, that music ministry, I'll be able to relate to it properly that man of prayer that is called and his office is prayer, I'll be able to relate to that man properly in fact, husband and wife will be able to relate properly because even I understand that him being the head is divine elevation is divine choice he didn't choose himself to be head, but by divine arrangement, he is made head. And if I can relate to that man very well as the head, it changes me as a wife. Today, a lot of women are barren. If I say barren, you will not understand. They have children, but they are barren. They are not fruitful. Because they look at their husbands and they say, who are you? You don't have money enough. You, you, your friends are drinking beer. You are there drinking. Huh? You want to destroy your own husband. Whoa. Look, the other day I gave, 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 gave somebody uh, uh, because I said, I, said, I said, you, what makes you think that you can be the man? What makes you think that you, you are a wife? Remain a wife. Amen. Because of what? You are insulting him. Because of what? What did you buy? Because you bought what? So you want to insult him. Are you okay? So when you bought it, did you die? Listen. It's important. We see a lot of young men becoming apostles when they are not apostles. We see a lot of young women becoming something where they are not. When you don't understand your contest, you miss it. The giving of the gift is according to Christ's gift, not according to the Bible school I attended. The giving of the gift is according to Christ's gift, not because some man of God says, I am an apostle. Many have been ordained into offices when God did not call them into the offices and they have become history. Many have tried to become like some musician and they have become history. Many have become like some drama and they have become history. Many have become like some preachers and they have become history. If you are a preacher and somebody tells you why not preach like that man, that person talking to you is, is Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm telling you the truth because he, he or she is about to mess you up. Hmm. But to each one of us, grace is given according to the measure, measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and all. In the verse 7, follow me and make some notes. In the verse 7, we see the word gift. Everybody say gift. Yes. Who doesn't like gift? You don't like gift? You like gift, so I'm giving you a gift. 
I mean, I want you to play something. You are not there. You see, you are playing something. Then, then when, when the thing is about to carry me, then you, you go somewhere. You know the song, I don't know why, Jesus. You don't know him? Hey. <laughs> I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he gave his life for me. Oh, but I'm glad. I'm glad he did. He gave his mighty throne and glory. You don't know it. You don't know it. Verse 7, there is a word, gift. That word, gift, is derived from the Greek word called Doria. D-O-R-E-A. The word, gift, is not the word, charisma. The word, gift, in the verse 7 of Ephesians 4, is the word, Doria. It's a Greek word, and the word is Dorian. The word Dorian means gift. The word Dorian also means gravity, heavy, gravitas. It speaks of something of great weight and something that is valuable, powerful. It is like Jesus saying, you are Peter, but upon this rock, Petro and Petra, they are two different things. Petro means little pebble, little rock, but Petra is mass of a rock. The word gift is the word Dorian. And so when Paul was saying that the context of the giving is that it is according to the measure of Christ's gift, he is speaking of something higher, something powerful, something grand, something macho. That word gifts is also reflected again in the verse 8. But this time a different Greek word is used, but it's used within the same context because they are coming from about the same root word. In the verse 8, you see it says, He gave gifts unto men. The same word. The same word. Now, in the verse 7, before he talked about, he gave gifts according to the measure of Christ's gift. He gave, he gave grace. He says to each one, grace is given according. So inside the gift of Christ is a certain grace. Meaning every apostle carry a certain grace. And that grace flows from that apostolic anointing that is Christ. Christ's measure. If I do not understand this, I can't function as an apostle. I can't function as a prophet. I can't function in any capacity. Now, in the verse 8, the word that is used is dogma. Like, almost like, almost like closing, closing your, your throat. Dogma. Dogma. It's D-O-M-A. Dogma. And that word dogma simply means present and a gift. The same, the same interpretation. Present and a gift. I'm going after something. The measure of the gift of Christ. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the verse 4, we see spiritual gifts. In the verse, in the part, in the verse 1, uh, Apostle Paul says that, brethren, according to, 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 I do not want you to be ignorant about the spiritual, the spiritual gifts. 
So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we see Paul talk about gifts, spiritual gifts. And that word gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 is derived from the word charisma. Are you seeing the difference? I'm going after something. There is dogma, there is doria, which is the measure of Christ's gift in which an apostle is given. There is the gift of the Spirit, which is charisma, and it is in that context the gift of the Spirit is given. And there are about 12 gifts of the Spirit. There's a gift of prophecy, there's a gift of healings, there's a gift of miracles, working, working, working of miracles. There's a gift of faith, there's a gift of interpretation of tongues, um, name it, name it, name it. There's a gift of discerning of spirit, there is gift of this, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. They are, and these gifts are not the same as the giving of an apostle, evangelist, prophet. Every believer can walk in any of the spiritual gifts. But not every believer can be an apostle. Every believer can have word of knowledge, gift of prophecy. But not every believer can be a prophet. Going after it. Going after it. So come along with me and as we go. So charisma is derived from the root word which is charis. And charis means grace. Charis means divine resource a spiritual enablement so even the gift of the spirit is a spiritual enablement and you should desire it in fact you should pursue it you should chase it you must pray hunger test lord at least let me walk in two gifts you must pray it imagine a businesswoman who is full of word of knowledge and discernment of spirit and somebody is coming to buy something and the person is coming to destroy her business. She just designs, she knows what to do. She just designs, you know what to do. The other day when David's wallet fell and the guy stole it in a car. If not for word of knowledge, do you think David would have, David just pointed at the guy and said, my wallet is with you, give it to me. How can you, in a public place, they'll beat you. If you are not accurate, you point at someone and say, my wallet is with you, give it to me. Is either true? Is either male or female? Either the child the person is going to. You can't probably say, I see that you are going to give birth to male or female. <laughs> is either male or female? They would have beaten David. But the guy, you see, when it's a gift of God, there is a grace behind it and it, it will shake you. The guy released the wallet. About 4,000 or 5,000 Ghana cities. He would have chopped, free chop, but for the gift of God. Come and put your hands together for the Holy Spirit. No, come on, look. You need it. You need it. But we are talking about the context in which the gifts, apostle and the rest. Now, it means little grace. When we talk about carries, carries mean little grace. Therefore, doria, dogma, actually means big grace. Are you seeing the difference? Now, this refers to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like we said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the verse, um, the verse 1, the, the verse 1, then the verse 7 to 11, you see all the gifts. I want you to this week spend some good time praying and asking the Lord, Father, let me step into this gift of the Holy Spirit. 
let me step into this gift of the Holy Spirit. Be mentioning them, pray in the Spirit. As I am praying, Father, I'm drawing word of knowledge. Listen, when you take a prophet, you can find almost about four, four of the gifts of the Spirit at work in a prophet. But it is not those gifts working inside the prophet that makes the prophet. This is what I want you to get. There is something called the measure of Christ's gift that makes a prophet. That thing is an office. Being a prophet is an office. Being an apostle is an office. Being an engineer is an office. I am an accountant. I'm a financial consultant. I'm a financial specialist. I'm a tax person. It's an office. Unless you can't try to be a tax specialist. Because you don't have the office. It's an office and I've been trained. I am a musician. It's an office. I have a gift and I've developed in that gift and grown. I am an engineer. It's an office. I, 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 it's a gift of God. I went to school and put it on the anvil and they polished it. They took it through fire and I'm functional. Office. I hope these things are being clear. So Caris is not the same as Doria or Dogma. So for example, the office of a prophet requires a big grace. An apostle requires a big grace. Far larger than what is required of the gift of prophecy upon the believer. You see the difference? Please don't doze up on me. I'm challenged. When I move, the thing wants to move with me. <laughs> Do you understand it better? Are you following me? That word of knowledge is not the same as apostle. The thing that makes an apostle is that qualitative measure of Christ's gift that makes an ordinary man do extraordinary things. There is a place of the apostle where you would come into certain circumstances when the apostle places his hand on you, things begin to function. But when Bernard places his hands on you, the thing does not function. You understand what I'm saying? When a prophet prays for you, the thing will not function. But when an apostle prays, when an evangelist prays, the thing may not move, but until a prophet prays. When a pastor, the thing may not move until maybe an evangelist prays. When maybe a prophet prays, the thing may not, but until the pastor, because there is a certain grace that backs that office. You can't be ordinary, you can't be thinking ordinary, you can't be functioning ordinary anymore. You have to be confident. When I was reading it, I said, yeah, so this is the way God made me. My own note. This is the way God made me. I can be confident and be functional. Unapologetically. I can say this thing will work. Some people are disturbing my wife. They are disturbing my wife in, in South Africa. 1 a.m. she woke me. She woke me up. A few days ago, she woke me up. She woke me up. And I said, I said, why? She said, because of this and that and that. Then I sat on the bed and I sent her a text message. I said, go back to this particular location and do this. I know she didn't believe it because confusion and the fight is too much. <laughs> I said, go back there. Nobody. Do you, do you know that this night, this dawn, I was sleeping, minding my own business in my sleep. Then I had a prayer time with some people in the dream. Then one of the people moved and it's some elderly man B. 
I said, come, come, come. Are you saying that this thing belongs to your wife and your wife? I said, yes, yes. Uh, then he signed some paper. I said, take it to her. Then he wrote on it 80,000. I collected the paper. I tore it into pieces and threw it away. The spiritual tax master has been arrested. His letter of authority couldn't fly through. So the demon that can go and provoke people to come and make certain demands will not appear. And therefore the people shall not appear. And there shall be peace in the land. And Jacob said, now that I fought and fought and fought, now we shall be fruitful. Hallelujah. Listen, it is, it is an office. Whether the person wash his face or not, that office is with the person. Because of time. Look, whether the person is in the middle of the ocean, it's an office, it's with him. That office, when I teach on crisis, the call, relevance, you will understand. That office determines who you marry. Abeta, the call of God on you will determine who you marry. You can't marry just anybody. You go and marry. I don't want to. <laughs> you remember the, the, the thing you told me yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can't just charity. It's not just anybody. You see, those days, there's a nice guy in church. He plays keyboard. Oh, in this, actually, I like the way he said, That is my guy. Then the girls are fighting. You are fooling. You are fooling. You don't understand what you are doing. That, so you see, nice guy in church loves God and serves God. Then nice sister loves God and serves God. Serving in church. Then they marry. Then the thing becomes some way. Then you wonder, ah, but what is it? They are not supposed to. Oh, the thing is attraction by keyboard. Attraction by keyboard. When he's playing the keyboard, eh, my heart melts away. You be following. I feel like I feel like I feel like to marry and don't follow purpose to marry. So we have done, I feel like the way his beard is, I'll be playing it when we marry. Continue, go and play in it. You go, 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 go and play that beard. Precious, I, I, I want to get a long one like this. Sorry? The love is gone. Listen, that thing that makes an apostle determines who she mar- he marries. It is the qualitative measure of who Christ is. When we talk about Doria, the gift, the measure of Christ's gift, it is who Christ is. Then he took it. He said, I feel this endless. Not I feel, I know. I've made him. He is an apostle. Take, take this piece of me, I apostle. Take, 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 it. take me. Take little piece of me, prophet. Take little piece of me, uh, evangelist. Take little piece of me, that musician. Take this little piece of me, artist. Take this little piece of me, engineer. Take. Take, receive, and then when the guy stands and is talking engineering, you even even if he didn't read the book, he's passing the exams. You don't understand. So people are struggling. You see, we don't go to school to go and learn. We go to school to polish who we are. Carry your gifts and you take it to the right anvil and the right coppersmith, and he begins to polish it, put it in the fire. He said, The thing is not shining yet. He keeps shining it until he places you on the market. And everybody said, Who is this valuable thing, this gold that I must buy? I must partner with. We have a lot of young men calling themselves prophets, apostles, running around, gallivanting everywhere. 
without purpose. Time. That thing makes ordinary men do extraordinary thing. That thing, it makes ordinary men do extraordinary thing. Number two, I need to race before that's 11.30. Number two, the contests in which the gifts are given. In what contest are apostles given? Number two, they are given from above. They have no reference point in the earth. My grandfather was an apostle. My father had a big church. And so I grew up in a church. And my grandfather was an apostle. My father also became an apostle. Me too, I'm an apostle. Oh, lie. You are lying. You don't understand. Well, I went to Kukulumaja Bible School. And Kukulumaja, my Bible schools, once you finish, they ordain you. They ordain me as an apostle. Oh, what are you talking? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 5, it says, This honor no man takes upon himself. Ah, it said even Christ himself, he did not take this honor. God called him and said, today you are my son. Today you are an apostle. Today you are a prophet. Today you are an evangelist. Sit at my right hand and I'll make the nations. Do you hear that? Sit at my right hand and I'll make the nations your feast stone. Bokromaja Bible School says I'm an apostle. Now I'm running the whole earth to make the earth my feast stone and it's not working. This is where we're struggling. So the contest of the giving of the gift is from above. And say, oh, I like the way this sister Mary, she sings. I, I want to sing. Meanwhile, you're not a singer. You're not a singer. You want to sing like Mary. What, what are you doing? Oh, I like the way this pastor, he preaches. So I will preach and I'll, it's okay. It's a desire. It's good. God can take it and work you out in your purpose. But are you called a preacher? The way this endless does with computers, eh? I wish, how I wish, hey, how I wish I can do, how I wish me, I know how to play keyboard, what I'll do, eh? Hmm. You see? So the gift is given from above. And if I understand that this thing is from above, anything that, okay, now let, me run ahead, let me not run ahead of myself. <laughs> let me run, let me go into scripture. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 8. And therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts. So the gift is given from an ascended place, which is in eternity and above all in the universe. When you read the verse 10, it says that Christ, let, 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 me, let, me come, let me come this way. Let me go into my Bible here. The verse 10. Are you being blessed by this? Yes. Or I should just pause somewhere and find some Garizokis. <laughs> when you teach believers like this and you take them, you say, go out. How do you think you behave? They are very confident in themselves. They know. I say, this is my office. You can't fool in my office. And charity is my office. You can't do anything. It's my office. It's, it's inside me. When I sleep, it's with me. When I rise, when I'm going through problems in life, that office is still with me. Amen. Don't let the devil deceive you. Oh, the office left you. Then you go chasing another thing. Abandoning your own call. And, and becoming an idol worshiper. Yes. Office. Be diligent. 
fast, pray, continue to fast, pray, wait on the Lord. If it's prophet, oh, continue to wait. The eyes will open. It will open. Hey. The ear, it will open. The day it opens and you start hearing God, you yourself, you'll be wondering, am I the one? The first time prophets, to two prophets, to somebody and mention the person's name, he himself is wondering if he's the one. He's, he's praying for a guy. Then he closed his eyes. Then he saw the name James swell around the guy. He opened his eyes and said, ah, what is it? He said, well, I'm seeing the name James. He said, I am James. You will jump through the roof. <laughs> Meanwhile, day and night, he's been fasting. He'll pour oil on the ground and lie in it. 1 a.m., he's praying. 2 a.m. He said, prophet, but how do you see this vision? I said, wait on the Lord. Then he had a dream. He had a dream. He was in a meeting. The senior sister had come to the meeting. Senior sister and junior brother. He's about three times behind or something behind the senior sister. So you didn't see her when she was growing. You were in the corner somewhere. Apparently, the senior sister, when she was a kid, she fell and she broke her arm. So she cannot do like this. And Tutu was in a dream. In the many nights of waiting on the Lord, was in a dream. And then he saw that he was, I'm seeing something. I'm seeing something like the thing is hot and like fire, like gold being poured. And Tutu was in a dream. And then he saw that he was praying for the sister and praying for the sister's arm to grow. In the meeting, the next Saturday, the sister was in the meeting. And I said, my sister, I had a dream about you. Come, let me pray with you. And the sister came and said, I want to pray concerning your arm. And then the sister said, when I was a child, I fell. And I had a dislocation. So I'm not able to even do like this. What I do is like that. And they said, raise your two hands together. Boom, the hand grew. Ghana here. Listen, if it is a prophet, continue to wait. It will open. The Bible says the eyes that see shall continue to see. The ears that hear shall continue to hear. The lips that stomachs will speak plainly. The heart that rushes for knowledge will gain understanding. Hey. Hey. I said I want to behave myself today. I, I, I saw something. The thing, the thing is, okay, okay, okay. The thing, the thing is like a horn and, and, and hot liquid, like gold, like fire, and it's smolting, and it's coming forth, and it's being poured. Listen, let, I want to behave myself. Every first Sunday of every new month after open heavens is prophetic service. Oh, you didn't hear that. Every first Sunday of every new month after open heavens is going to be prophetic service. It's going to be communion, prophetic service, and I will minister by God's grace. Every, every first Sunday of the month. Every new month, first Sunday, whatever. Somebody says, I have difficulty. I am sick. I have this disease. I have cancer. I have paralysis. I have scoliosis. I have what? The gift is not given from my grandfather's house, so you don't have authority over me. I'm, I, I'm reading my own notes and I, I'm brought to tears. Listen, the gift is given from an ascended. Christ ascended. I was going to read the verse 10 of Ephesians 4. Listen to what it says. It says that he who descended is also the one who ascended above all heavens. The apostle evangelist prophet is given from above all heavens. Christ did not ascend only into the heavens. You musician, Christ did not ascend only into the heavens. He ascended above all heavens. 
And the Bible says in the verse 10, that he might feel all things, be above all things. And from that place, when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. So the gift number one is given from an ascended place in eternity and above in all the universe. When he ascended on high. An ascended place is a place of the resurrection life. Did you realize that when Jesus, uh, Jesus resurrected, he functioned differently. He no longer, he was affecting things in the air, but he was from an ascended place. You don't see him walking physically in Galilee anymore, but the impact was happening. Your call, your purpose is from an ascended place. It is not from my great-grandfather's grave. Every agreement and every, every connection, every machination, everything that continues to try to defile and, de and, and define me from the earth realm. Listen to me. Hear the word of the Lord. He gave gifts unto men from an ascended on high place. It is older than the devil. An ascended place. It's a realm visible, invisible, unaccessible to powers. I am freeing you today. Go back and fulfill the call of God upon your life. Amen. Go forward unhindered. I speak to your spirit. I speak to your conditions. I speak to your circumstances. Go back. Fulfill your call. Nothing must stop you. Nothing must stop you. Somebody is listening to me and you are being freed. You are being set free. Hey, he gave this thing. Listen, let me read scripture again. I have, a, I have about five or six of them. Next week, we shall continue. But let me. John chapter 3, the verse 31. Amplified, amplified translation. He who comes from above. Ooh, where did I come from as an apostle? Where did the gift come from? He didn't come from. He who comes from above heaven is far above all others. Hey. He who comes from above is far above all others. He who comes from the earth belongs to the earth and talks the language of the earth. His words are from the earthly standpoint. He who comes from heaven is far above all others, far superior to all others in prominence and in excellence. If you understand this, charity, imagine you understand this, it changes the way you relate to this gift. It now explains why. Huh? Are you listening to me? It now explains why men, ordinary men, can put their hands on ordinary men. But that ordinary man putting his hand or her hand has something in him that is above all, that is able to hold back anything that is threatening your life and cause your life to begin to set. It now explains it. It explains it. <laughs> is it good understanding? Listen, listen to this. Listen to the PTP translation, the passion, the passion translation. For he, for the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks from the natural realm. But the one who comes from above is above everything and speaks from the highest realm of all. Oh, man. 
if we say the gift is given from above, then we are speaking of divine choice. Everybody say divine choice. Divine choice. Let's talk about divine choice. Divine, choice. divine election. Divine selection. Listen, you didn't appoint yourself to be an apostle. Those being self-appointed apostles, they are on their own. You know, that is why they are dying young. If a demon wants to attack you and get you easily, you just fool. He that breaks a hedge, a serpent to buy. You are not an apostle. Call yourself an apostle. Then the demon will send, the Satan will send demons that attack apostles to you. When they hit you, you die. I don't want to say some things. If I were preaching to pastors, I would have said something. Sometimes it is easy to minister out of your own anointing, not from above. And then we die. Me, I don't have any plans dying now. I will live very, very long. And I'll see Albert and children. And I'll see Albert preaching and teaching. I will see Mary and children. I will see charity and children and great-grandchildren. I shall see endless and children and great-grandchildren. I shall see your sons and your daughters and the many that follows Alberta. And we shall, we shall sit as old men and shall be observing the things eternal and shall sit with gray hair and shall contribute to the dynamics like the apostle, apostle, apostle John. We shall be with the Timothys doing the work of ministry. <laughs> divine election, divine choice. The gift is given from above and men did not choose themselves. Christ chose them. I'm going to touch on a very important part. Then I stop because actually by 11, if I had started preaching around 9.40 by now I would have finished preaching and then I will be doing ground ground. I will be prophesying. Uh, it's true. But by 11.30 we close. But I want to touch on something. In what, what context are the gifts given? Now, these things I'm sharing, maybe God will call you one day you become a prophet, prophetess, apostle, something. Or you still live in your capacity and walk in that call. But it will help you if you are called. And it will help you if even you are not called, but to know how to relate to this gift. Number two, it will help you or it will sharpen your discernment. As you are sitting, your discernment is being sharpened. When you see those who call themselves prophets and they are not prophets, you will know. If you see a functionality out of the belly of necromancy, you will know. If somebody is functioning out of familiar spirit, suddenly your spirit is lit, you will know. So I'm going to say the last one. The Bible said in the verse 8, he himself. Everybody say he himself. He himself. Now, what am I talking about? The third point, the third contest in which the gift is released or is given is the contest of the revelation of Christ. Write it down. The contest of the revelation of Christ. There cannot be apostle without the revelation of Christ. There cannot be an evangelist without the revelation of Christ. You cannot be an evangelist, a prophet, and you have no revelation of Christ. There is no, no ministry without the revelation of Christ. 
music ministers must understand there cannot be music ministry without the revelation of Christ. Today, Sami, your people, what they are doing is surprising. Everybody is chasing money, chasing YouTube, chasing TikTok, chasing uh, which one again? Uh, WeChat. Which of the, the talk and the chats and the comments and go with and, and all of that? Likey. Likey. Mr. Likey. There's someone called Mr. Likey too. Hmm. I know them. <laughs> And they want to make money. They have no revelation of Christ. Their songs are empty. I'm saying this and somebody will ambass me. I don't care. The truth, Bible says in 2 Corinthians, you can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. Whether you like it or not, you can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. That's the scripture. 2 Corinthians. You can do nothing against the truth. Some of the songs that we are singing, they are just secular songs. Do you know there's a difference between gospel song, kingdom song, and secular song? I like the song, eh? You see, prayer is God's medicine. <laughs> I'm sure God is laughing. That me, God, my, I'm, I'm sick. You want to heal me, you have to pray. Some of the songs we are singing, they have no capacity to move things. When we sing the demons, just you know. Another round of service, let it continue. When demons hear a song like the armies are ready for battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. With all the mighty power, he will save us. <laughs> as we declare his word as a soul. He, as we declare his word as a soul. Oh, deliverer, come and save us. Ah, deliverer, oh, hear us. Oh, deliverer, come and save us. Ah, deliverer, who will hear us when we call. Just one of us can put a thousand to flight. What the do is say, hey, this is what they are letting unity. We are in trouble. We have divided them for the past 10 years. Now that they are together, Bible says God himself looked at men and said, the people is one. <laughs> he said, the people. You go, and write that. you go and write that English in your exams, you fail. My God has passed. He says, the people is one. Whatever they are purpose to do, nothing will stop them. They are it again. Don't mind me. What I'm, that, what I'm teaching, the last part is not here in the notes. The contest of the revelation of Christ. Riders. The highest point of ministry is the revelation of Christ. The highest point of ministry. It's not the miracles that we experience. The highest point of ministry is not abundance of offerings that came. The highest point of ministry is not the amount and the weight and the dynamics and the depth of the prophecy that was given. So we can sit in a meeting with Vuvuzelas and we are blowing. You are a prophet. You are a prophet. The highest point of ministry is the revelation of Christ. If there is any apostle, if there is any evangelist, if there is any prophet, if there is any 
any music ministry, if there's any prayer ministry, if there's any ministry of health, if there's any ministry of giving, if there is any ministry of keyboard and then music, whatever, worship, whatever, and that ministry does not point you to Christ, run for your dear life. If that ministry, with all the ministration, the revelation of Christ, Christ is not teasing you. Christ is not bluffing you. Christ is not surprising you. Christ is not challenging you. You are still as old and transformed. Run for your dear life. The highest point of ministry is the revelation of Christ. Paul said in Galatians, I wish I can find it. Somebody should help me. Paul said that Christ will be revealing me, that I may reveal him. Somebody, Abed, can you help me locate that? That Christ will be revealed in me. That I will reveal him. There's a scripture. Galatians. Is it 3? 16? 14? 15? 16? Something like that. It's around that. That Christ will be revealed. The highest point of ministry. So the context in which your gifts as an apostle is released is, released is that he himself gave. You have to know Christ and reveal Christ. The Bible says in the book of Ezra, chapter 8, it says that, and Ezra set his, set his heart to seek the Lord and to know the Lord and to teach him in Israel. It's not mysticism. I just come and stand there and I have some nice notes, some Eastern theology. I come and teach them and I mesmerize the people and then the people are feeling good. Then they are getting some breakthroughs by going to hell. When they are confronted with life challenges, they are pastor dependent, prophet dependent, apostle dependent. They have no capacity to stand. They abuse the ministries. They don't understand why the gifts are released. They use the ministry for chinchinga when God wants it to use for something more powerful. They use it for some suya when God wants it for something powerful. They've converted the ministry from the high things of God, things eternal, and have brought them to low unto things earthly. And they think that they can lay hold of the ministry and make and take the prophet ransom and disregard the prophet. And when they are instructed, they are unable to take it. Because they are lawless people. Oh, you found it? What's that? You have the microphone. Please help me. Galatians chapter. Galatians chapter 1. Okay. Verses 15 and 16. Read. He says, But when God said. But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, now, was placed. I, now, 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 if I want to even begin to explain this scripture in, a, in, in connection to Ephesians chapter 4, we are, we are going to start the service again. Say, God did what? Set me apart from my mother's womb <laughs> and called me by his grace. Did you see that even the call is eternal? We'll come to that. The apostle is eternal. It's, it's, not, it's not because I've been following an apostle. Every time I follow an apostle, me too, I become an apostle. Do you understand that? Oh, because I've been following Alberta, I've been holding her bag when she's going to minister. So very soon, me too, I become a singer. Is it apprenticeship? <laughs> no, Sammy, is it the foolishness in the body of Christ? This is why we are where we are. 
And if I'm teaching these things to you and you don't embrace it, you don't listen, you don't get into it, there is a certain grace in this thing that will make you function differently. Paul, uh, I say Paul, uh, uh, now Abbott has become Paul. Paul, read. <laughs> read. <laughs> read. Was pleased to reveal his son. No, 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 no. Go back. He said, go back. Go back and start again. But when God, but when God set me apart from my mother's womb mm-hmm. and called me by his grace. And called me by his grace. Was pleased. Was pleased. To reveal his son in me. To reveal his son in me. So that I might, I might preach him among the Gentiles. So that I would manifest him. I will speak about him. I will tell about him. I will make him evident. I will showcase him. I will preach him. I will leave him out. Serving Christ. Living out his kingdom. Go ahead. My immediate response was not to consult any human being. Ah, I didn't carry my gift and then I went to human beings. I said, do you think I'm an apostle? Do you think me too I can prophesy? Do you look at me. Do you think I can sing? Uh, the other day I sang in church. My voice was charity charity leading praise and worship this morning. Yeah, is it not beautiful? <laughs> Hallelujah. <Hey. laughs> Listen, I am telling you something. You don't go conferring with flesh and blood. Seeking approval from men. Oh, eh, I am, my emotion is so broken in life and eh, I need approval to be an apostle. Listen, you have been approved from your mother's womb long ago. You didn't know. Abed, finish it. I did not go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was. Uh-huh. But I went into Arab. I went into Arab doing what? Later, I returned to Damascus. Uh-huh. What happened? Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem uh-huh. to get acquainted with Cephas uh-huh. and stay with him for 15 days. Uh-huh. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the lost brother. Uh-huh. I assured you before, I assure you before God uh-huh. that what I am writing to you is no lie. You see now, the guy is saying that, you see, the same spirit, I bet are you following me? The same spirit that is, the same spirit that is at work in Apostle James. The same spirit is also working in me. And what I'm writing to you, if James was the one writing to you, he would write the same thing to you. If it is Peter sitting in Jerusalem writing, he would write the same thing. Place value on yourself. It's, Paul is not saying disregard men, great men, fathers in the land. You know, some small boy will say, uh-huh, now nah, I found the scripture. And so Apostle Paul didn't go to Jerusalem. Why should I come to you, fathers of the land? And this and that and that and that. Me too, it's foolishness. You don't understand scripture. The guy went to Arab. When he went to Arab, he came to. He was waiting three years. Maya Tabaya. He was receiving revelations. He was making notes. Hey, young boy, you just came out of Bible school. You have started Facebook Live. Hey, music minister, you are hungry or something? Your colleagues are leaving you, so you have started TikTok. Hey, music minister, take time. When John the Divine was with the Lord, when John, John, uh, Prophet John. Who was Zachariah's son was with the Lord. He was inside the wilderness. And even if you are in the oceans, men will make road to come and find you. Just locate yourself right. Hey, listen. I've been preaching for years, so sometimes people mock me. People laugh at me. People will say, Oh, look at him. God did not call him. And that, were you the one? Were you there? 
when, you, when he was calling me, were you, were you there? You, were you there? So how did you know that God did not call me? Me, myself, being there, I didn't even know God has not called me. You, you know. Hey, I need to stop here. We continue. Listen, there's something in that. The revelation of Christ. Let me drop the, let me drop the, the last one in connection to the revelation of Christ. Go with me to Matthew chapter 10. Um, if you can open New Living Translation. Um, open New Living Translation, Albert. And I have New King James here. So I want to show you something. You see, the revelation of Christ is not a competitive spirit. Paul says something very powerful. Am I blessing you, precious? More than blessing. <laughs> Paul is not being arrogant. Paul is not being competitive. Hey, me too, I'm an apostle. So you, Peter, James, you too, you are in Jerusalem. Who, 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 who? Paul even went building relationship. He went to what? Cephas. To do what? To acquaint himself with, oh, Cephas. My name is Paul. I was a guy who fell down the road of Damascus. When Barnabas was saying and he prayed for me, my eyes opened. In fact, when I became born again uh, and Christ began to reveal himself to me, I left for Damascus to go and wait on the Lord. I have this parchment, this note. Look at my note. Look at my scrolls. Look at this revelation. Okay, tell me more about it. Then he's telling him the mysteries of the resurrection and the glory of God. And Cephas is like, what? Look at my note in that corner too. I also have something like this. He said, what? Same spirit at work in us? You are my brother, so long as you wear the same tag like Christ. Hey, hey this is my territory. In fact, this Facebook life, the whole Facebook life is my own. You cannot have... <laughs> ah, foolishness, pa, and envy, and greed, and foolishness. Hey, I am organizing Facebook life. The whole Facebook life, all over the world, I see it is me. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I said somebody did a song. Tutu Naina. Tutu Naina. How do they be sing it? Tutu Naina. What's that? Kochika Kra Yumbi. What's the name? Wash Awase. Wash Awase. The thing became global. I bet that one too. This song, Wash Awase, became global. Even white people were dancing. I have preached messages like this and even powerful than this. White people didn't dance. They didn't dance. They don't even know me. When they see my podcast, oh, who is that one too? <laughs> Look, I want to show you something. Read that scripture, the chapter 10, the verse 1. Read it and see something. Matthew 31. Yeah. The translation says, Jesus called his 12 disciples. Jesus called his 12 disciples together. To where? Together. Together. Don't run. Together. The contest of the release and the giving of the gifts. Music ministers. You remember some time ago I called the music ministers and we had a conference call. And I was telling them something. That was unnecessary, unhealthy fight, unhealthy competition, unhealthy basa basa. Some of you remember very well. And I said, I've heard that some of you, you are chasing some of the girls around. <laughs> and you have to stop. But those of you too who do not have feelings, too, we will do deliverance for you. It's a problem. The two sides are all problems. But now, the thing that is even worrying me more is that I hear that you, brother, so, so and so and so, you are bragging and you are trying to be bossy over people. So you know what was happening? 
we come to a meeting, if it's assuming Samuel is playing the keyboard, Samuel is not playing the keyboard for himself, not to support Alberta. Because Samuel has a problem with Alberta. So Alberta is on her own. Hallelujah! That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the angels are confused. <laughs> so what are these people doing? I came with ministration. This one is in Pankpama. That one is in... <laughs> I said, this thing should stop. I don't like it. It's too much. I don't like it. Ah. Instead of Jesus, the revelation of Christ, we are supposed to corral to each other, run to each other. We are not kicking. I'm not hitting Alberta. You get off. I'm the best singer. You get off. What the people? That is why our churches are the way they are. That is why we are struggling. That is why we don't see the glory of God. We can have five prophets here and we are supposed to operate, function, and enjoy each other's company, ministry together without. Hey, I give the most powerful prophecy. You see, you know, you know. Look, we're in Liberia. There's a doctor. She's, her last name is Mohammed. I don't know. She was part of your, your team. Dark tall lady. Her last name is Mohammed. I can't remember the first name. She came to our hotel. And my friend was ministering to, ministering to her. And I had this Bible. That's what this Bible. The day the person I would dash this Bible to, some glory will have to fall on the person. <laughs> Very soon I'll start throwing things at people, dashing people, all kinds of things when I'm ministering. Especially the prophetic meetings. Because I want to provoke something to manifest. <laughs> so, while the lady, while the, my friend was ministering, Jordan was ministering to the lady, then the Holy Spirit said, take your pen. And I had black, and if you, if, you, if you know me very well, I always use black and red pen. So, the Holy Spirit said, take your pens. I took my pen. said, the piece of paper in your, your Bible, take it. Right. So, I put the pen to the paper, I began to draw. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Jordan is busy prophesying. And I'm drawing. Then I'm writing. I'm making pieces of notes under the thing. I colored it with the red this way. When I finish, my friend finished prophesying, I show it to the lady. Like She jumped. She said, Jesus Christ, God be the glory. I said, what is it? He said, this is the company I work for. And I wrote behind it, go back. He said, I left the company. For some time now, they have been trying to reach out to me. Hey, one prophecy, you have to do artistic work and all of that to convince. And I don't even know the company. Now I can't remember. And I gave the piece of paper to her. And I'm saying, I see the Spirit of the Lord asking me to throw my right leg, your husband's leg. He said he has been in an accident and the right leg is a problem now. Listen, I am telling you something. If you corral, if I were competing with this, oh, child, the guy is prophesying, you know, me too, me, the way I go get my own camera and this thing is not working and the way this sister is singing eh? me when I grab the microphone I will sing powerfully than her what are you doing I've destroyed you see there's a contest in which these things are released I end on this Bible says on the day Solomon finished building Please take note of these scriptures for me. If somebody is making notes, I'll be happy. Because these things, they are flowing from here. They are not in my notes. Some of the things in the shower. Some of the things in the shower this morning. When I was showering, the Holy Spirit said, there is a, another contest. The contest is the revelation of Christ. And inside the revelation of Christ is the relational contest. So I've merged two things together. The highest point of ministry is the revelation of Christ. And in that is the relational contest. Christ called his disciples 
together. Continue. And gave them the authority to cast out evil spirits, to heal every kind of disease and illness. It's all right. Listen to the NIV. Um, I say NIV. New King James. And when he had called his disciples to himself. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I love this scripture. The New King James says, when he would have called his disciples to where? And then New Living Translation says, he did what he called his disciples to themselves. So there is the place of the revelation of Christ. When I am called, I, I, I don't go running, but I run to Christ first of all. And when would I would have read, run to Christ, I'm like Paul. I go to look for Cephas. Cephas, let's build a relationship to ourselves. And the Bible says, where Solomon finished building? And the priests were ready. Bernard was holding his trumpet at the command of the head of the musicians. I will blow papa, 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 pa. And the other priests were all ready. And charity was with the crash cymbal. I am ready to make this thing work. I want to have make this thing work. And the brothers that clean the place are sweeping very fast because it's on time. Those that must arrange for things to happen, the musicians are hitting the keyboard. Everything is happening and chiming. The one on the drum is hitting the crash cymbal and hitting the lyrics and it is happening. And the sound is rising. And Bible said when they were with one voice, the glory of God fell. And the priests in their authority and their anointing and apostle and prophet, they couldn't minister. I see angel, I fear, I hear. I Bible said the glory of God was at work. I want to come into meetings where there is a glory of God at work. I want to sit in the living room having conversation with two where there is the glory of God. I want to come into places walking down the street with a brother and a sister where the glory of God. I want to come into worship services where the cripple is sitting there wheelchair and the cripple is stretching out simply because the keyboardist is in unison with Alberta and Alberta is locked with the drama and the best guitarist says I'm not letting you guys go I want to come into places where there is a brother in the church where he has given himself day and night he said I'm fasting for this church I'm praying for this pastor this ministry is my burden when that sister says a fire of God must fall where the people are on a fire in the day of his power. Whew. Please rise up, half close. This is how. This is the context. Badi Bahakatose. Lift your voice, just begin to honor the Lord. Honor the Lord, honor the Lord. Ha 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 ha. Somebody must begin to bend for the Lord. Set me on fire. Somebody must begin to bend for the Lord. Tell the Lord, I want to come into the place where a brother is locked in his room. And he said, that ministry is my burden. BNS must grow. Father, your word is in the place. Your grace is in the place. 
Your prophetic move is in the place. Father, others must come into this also. I want to come into that place where the unity of the spirit is rising in, in the hearts of believers. Somebody says down the street, I will evangelize a brother. Down the street, I will evangelize a sister. Somebody is standing and saying, I want to ensure that this ministry does not lack finances. Every thousand, I will give them a 50. Every thousand, I'll give them a 50%. For that rent, I'm taking over it. I don't want that pastor thinking and struggling. I don't want that sister bedding and struggling. I don't want that brother bedding and struggling. I'm paying that accommodation. Tell the Lord, put something on me. I told God, I told God the Friday night, as a father, I am the first person to be a preacher in my family. Lord, it is not ordinary you anointed me. There is a purpose. Lord, I want to see your glory. It is not by mistake you found yourself in the BNS. There is a reason. It's an equipping and empowerment gathering. A people of the Lord are rising. Talk to the Lord. You know what you have heard. Something is burning in your heart. Something is kicking you. Something is at work. My beloved, my beloved, my beloved, my beloved. You know the song. My beloved, the one I love. He is always before me. I want to be the financial backbone. Oh God, bless me. What did you hear? 